Hello and Happy New Year, OdaFest listeners. It is 2024, and we have a brand new episode of the OdaFest podcast. With me today are Nancy and the long-forgotten Jay. It's true, I forgot me too. Jay, the prodigal son has returned. I don't want to be prodigal. I really want to be a sun. I would like to be a moon. It's unnecessary pressure on you, really. You just want to reflect light off your surface. It's true. And with our returned host, we have an avalanche of news and announcements. We are excited to announce that Amber Lee Connors will be joining us at OdaFest 2024. You may recognize her from Genshin Impact as Farina, Komi Can Communicate as Komi, Attack on Titan as Peak, and My Hero Academia as Miss Joke, among many others. If you'd like to participate in OdaFest events, multiple applications are currently open. IdleFest, Maiden Butler Cafe, Exhibitor Hall, and Artist Alley. OdaFest's own general volunteering pool is also open for applications. Send yours in before it's too late. And join us for an unforgettable musical experience at Knox United Church on Thursday, February 15th. OdaFest presents Alberta Wins Live, Howl's Moving Orchestra, a tribute to Joe Hisaishi. Doors open at 6.45 p.m. The concert is from 7.30 to 8.45 p.m. For more information and tickets, visit howlsmovingorchestra.eventbrite.ca. And last but not least, Angel Passes are completely gone. However, weekend passes are going fast, so get yours for $63.93 at odafest.com. That's still an early bird price. It is still an it early bird price. It can go up higher. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't want it to go up higher on you, but you've already missed your chance. You missed your chance for the angel pass, and you missed your chance for early purchase. Jay, don't rub it in. Oh, my God. How dare you? How dare you? Look, you could start off the new year in a worse way. <laughs> <laughs> there are parenting styles coming out here right now. <laughs> oh, no. In to something we agreed not to talk to. <laughs> so, Jay, you're finally back. You're finally returned. Has True. the has the post-vacation depression been hitting you? No, I was ready to come back. Oh, really? Fair. I okay. found out uh, that my my limit for travel, like for consecutive, you know, amount of time, is preferably about 17, 18 days. So just under like three weeks. Like I don't want to go for that long. I at some point I miss That's home. That's fair. At some point, I miss doing things at home, like seeing the people I know, or like, I, I also get a little bit tired of the area that I'm traveling in. Hmm. Um, like, and I, I would say that that's not quite fair to say of like Tokyo, which was the last leg of my trip. But, you know, Tokyo even being the biggest city in the world, and I visited a couple of times already, um, doesn't mean I've seen everything, not even close. But at some point, I'm just like, Mm, I have seen shrine. I have seen shopping center. Uh, I have seen street performance art. Like nothing against any of that, but at some point, there's a reason where I'm. I, I have made Calgary my home, so I wouldn't mind re- returning to said Calgary, which is home. That's fair. I was. It's- in a similar boat at the end of our vacation with me and really? Dio. 
Oh. Dio is feeling like, yeah, I can go for another two weeks. Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not an, a, a seasoned traveler. I'm getting, I'm getting the homesick just a smidge. Mm. What did you miss most about home? For me, it was just missing the feeling of my own bed. Just, I missed my own bed. Having days where you can do nothing. You know what? I'm kind of with Angelo on this, where like, you feel like you always have to be doing something when you're traveling. Uh, there are days where you can rest, but even the rest days are just like, oh, I'll just go to a shopping mall or like, you know, you're like that, that's the easy, which is quite, but it's, it takes your energy because it saps, it, it's, it's, it takes your attention, you know? It does. Some of the days that I thought were going to be the most relaxing because everything we wanted to see was in the same area were some of the most intense days of our vacation. Mm. Uh, and quite frankly, it is just a, a sometimes you want to do nothing. And if you are in another country for a very limited amount of time, that is a big waste of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the, the it's the guilt that you're wasting your vacation. Yeah. The nothing that. I don't know if, like, Angela is referring to the same, like, you know, behaviors, for example. But, like, the nothingness is sometimes, other than, like, we're not talking just, like, chores and errands, but things like, I don't know, watching Twitch, uh, watching oh, yeah. YouTube, shows, uh, in general, catching up on that kind of material, uh, maybe reading, maybe playing video games. You don't really get that time to yourself but then if you feel like you're out there for so long it also feels like if you're quote-unquote running out of things to do because not everything appeals to everyone you know like just like if you're at home um for example we live in calgary really close to banff a lot of people like hiking not everyone likes hiking when you're at home in the same way where while i'm in tokyo i don't want to go shop for figures because I don't ever shop for figures and I don't really care about that. I'll do that for like two days max to go like walk around in those areas. But we I did certainly blitz interest. through specific shops at the end of our trip there, didn't we, Angelo? We did, but it was fun. Yeah. Like when we went to the good. Mandarake shops, I had no intention of buying anything, but it was cool to see all the stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was but good. Like, I agree with that. The Ami Ami shop was dangerous. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Animate was also a little bit dangerous. Animate uh, almost got me. It got Dio. <laughs> I see. We're scorekeeping. Um, yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm the kind of person on vacation who builds in time to chill. So, for example, most things in Japan start closing down, I would say, relatively early compared to when things kind of start closing down here in North America. And that actually kind of works out well, because that means I get to go home, take a shower, sit around in my pajamas for a while, like decompress from my day. Yeah. And I like that that happens a little bit every night. See, that you do that because you're not a night owl. Very true. Yeah. like the, I that's don't think Japan's great for night owls. Yeah, that's true. Like my sleep schedule doesn't change just because I'm in a different part of the world. It just means that I'm a different part of the world. And now I have to find something to do until the natural point of sleep comes for me or unless I have something I need to do in the morning. So I have to, like, try to be in bed. <laughs> Dio and I didn't really look for evening activities. Uh, 
And that's one thing that we were like, yeah, we we really didn't do anything at night in Japan uh, very much. I feel like there's definitely evening activities out there and we just weren't looking for them. Because quite a... frankly, once like seven or eight o'clock it, me and Dio were just wiped. We were well, dead. Well, yeah, because we did a lot during the day. But like if you go home, take a break for a bit and then you go out and you see some night stuff like we went to Shimiyanari for example at night yeah. which is a totally different vibe than during the day it was so cool I loved God. all those those cats freaking like they scared me I did not know they were <laughs> oh, there and like just hearing things cats. rustling in the dark I was just like who was that who was it like three or four cat friends at Shimiyanari so I took a few pictures of them there were, there were a, few, a few cat homes sure. with you well, I got to pet one, and then the Aww. other one was uh, drinking from like a little one of the wells. Oh, um, so cute. that was really nice. Uh, I was one of the things, and we were talking about sort of like trip exhaustion in a way. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to combat that because I did most of the planning in terms of setting up where we were staying and the areas that we were going to be in. So oh. not like where we'd go, but just where we end up and start the day at right so i I tried to choose areas that i had not been to before to help combat that so we ended up staying around asakusa which is really Mm, cool and uh i also did a lot of nighttime walking like anywhere around from midnight to three o'clock i'd just be walking around in areas um just checking things out and getting same kind of what you were talking about Fushimi and Nari, which is like just different vibes, right? Because those areas are so heavily populated with people in the daytime, but it's only at night where you can really uh, appreciate a lot of things a little bit more because there's details that you miss, like things that are literally in plain sight, but you can't see it because there's just a wall of people and there's so much energy that you don't get a chance to enjoy it. So, yeah. 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 Now, having all that said, Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part of your vacation, Jay? <laughs> it's so hard to choose. No, it's not. Oh, no? <laughs> Jay does not vacation like us. Oh, yeah. Like, I definitely do. I, I, I call, I do what I call just like, I'm just a wanderer, man. Like, I don't, like, we, we, we went to, um, you know, areas that are like very popular but my big thing is like I like wandering through neighborhoods and like small shopping areas and just local. Like I really just like local things. So my favorite thing was that um, the first night we landed in Japan and we had to tra- uh, immediately take a local flight up to Sapporo. Um, okay. Literally less than an hour from our Tokyo landing. <laughs> and we oh landed my. in Sapporo and spent a day there. And then, well, we spent more than one day, but like spent the night, then the next night. Um, and uh, for reference, I went with four other people. So five total, one of them being my mom. And we were just like, oh, you know, we'll do whatever for dinner. And... It's, it's a tie for my favorite things that I did just because one was I got to just um, one night I got to go with my mom with, just to go like out and around the corner. My mom's never been to Japan before. 
and uh we just went out to this place that just like did ramen and then on the wall was just like this place has been around for 60 years and it has like lots of celebrity to it but it's not like it, it, it's not a michelin starred ramen restaurant it's just a really good one that is very local it's just a good old restaurant yeah and my and my mom and I really just appreciated having like dinner together in a place like that. And the other night that we had in Sapporo as well, they have something called. It's it's a really to me it's a really funny name. Um, they do this lamb uh, barbecue uh, over like a charcoal grill in mm. Sapporo. It's one of the, the specialties that you do. You don't have to go anywhere special for it. It's just local to the area. Okay. Um, I really like lamb. Everyone that we travel with really likes lamb as well. So it was like a really good dinner. But they call it Genghis Khan. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I understand why, but I just thought it was really interesting. Like, they happened to... Re- I guess it's probably an offshoot of, like, Mongolian grill type um, mm. cuisine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they've brought over to that area of Japan specifically. But I would really recommend... I really like Sapporo. I also really liked... Uh, the other highlight is probably the sumo tournament for me. Just mm. the oh. energy was so good and nice, just amazing. I watched my the guy that I like to cheer for the most. He won your his Oshi. match. He <laughs> won your Oshi. Won that's so wonderful. Yay. Sure, buddy. We'll call it my Oshi. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, what else are you supposed to call your favorite wrestler? <laughs> I don't know. Is there a term? There's probably a term. There's so many terms for everything there. (laughs) But yeah, super, super We can call your favorite wrestler your Oshi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to look that up later. If it it ends up just being (laughs) Oshi, I'll just laugh. (laughs) But yeah, those were the good times. Uh, I know that in the meantime, while I was gone, you guys got up to a lot of shenanigans on air. We did. It was great. I think we talked about keyboards for four streams in a row. It's fine. It was entertaining. It's a very pretty keyboard, Jay. You don't yeah. understand. Like, look, I do understand look. Pretty I ins- keyboards. I inspired some good things to happen. It's amazing. I see. I see. So I was, pretty. Uh, I, so pretty. I hadn't listened to the episodes, but it was funny because I had another friend who does listen to the episodes. She is from. Uh, like Lethbridge but she has like ties in Japan and she had actually come over and she like looked me in the eye when we uh, met up and she was like have you listened to any of the podcast episodes while you're gone I was like no and those like, freaks are talking about keyboards again uh, <laughs> I, was just like, I know what they're talking about hi <laughs> friend we love you yeah it wasn't so. the only thing we talked about, but it definitely was like it a was story a arc. Theme. It mm. was a story arc, honestly. Good to know. We'll explore. It was fun. We'll we'll explore uh, that as a future theme of episodes later on. Just having blocks mm. of episodes where we talk about one topic. <laughs> I'm sure people will love that. Anyway. I'm still loving the keyboard for the record. You're probably gonna love it for like a solid couple of years, and then one day something will inspire you to go, but what if? At this and point, then... I think the only thing I would change is the uh, the color pattern and maybe the keycaps. Everything else I'm so happy with. very easy to change. Exactly. 
Speaking like of it's change, RGB and I just have it on topic. yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so the keyboard was basically my present to myself this holiday. Yes. Mm. yes do you guys was. do presents to yourself at all? Absolutely, yes. I don't expect, yeah. like, first of all, first of all, I don't know about Nancy, and this is going to sound like uh, too gender specific, but guys don't get great gifts. Uh, or they also don't get gifts in general. I'm not saying I don't get any gifts. Guys are hard saying, to shop for. I'm just saying, like, in the overall culture of gifting, men get, like, left behind on that. So you just get used to buying your own thing. But you also, you know, if you have exp- expendable income, then you want to get your own things anyways. So I'm really bad about buying things that I want for myself when I want them. Yep. Uh, except the things that I buy for myself are never things that I usually need. So like I got I got a nice set of of sheep's uh skin slippers for my mom for Christmas and they're wonderful. Ooh. I love them. Ooh. I've needed some. Uh-huh. And I never would have bought them for myself. Instead I've been spending all my money on a keyboard <laughs> and uh some microcontroller garbage. <laughs> Very nice. What did you get, Nancy? Uh, around Black Friday slash like holiday shopping sales season, I literally just got myself a bunch of like Uniqlo layers for layering this winter. Like I didn't do mm. anything specifically fancy. And then right around Christmas, I decided uh, I wanted to start being a bit of a grown up with some of my styling. Like, Uniqlo has really nice basics. You can dress them up really nicely, very easily. But I kind of noticed that things like my bags, for example, aren't particularly nice. They're functional. They look fine. They're just not, like, nice. So I absolutely went and blew a bit of my, like, Christmas money on a nice bag. I had it at Duck the other day, which was fantastic. And uh, I got a I couple think I compliments that bag. on it. Mm-hmm. You yes. didn't sit at my table, so I did not see bag. It's just it's just a nice looking bag. Uh, it's made with instead of leather, it's made with cork bark. Interesting. So it's uh, three times lighter than leather, just as soft, just as pliable. Does it uh, float? Far more eco friendly. Hmm? Do you think it floats? You know what? It probably does. I mean, it won't float if well. you just you know throw super heavy dense shit in it because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not how <laughs> that's not how that works but I was like it would probably sustain itself on the water for a little bit longer maybe in case you needed to retrieve it in such a situation probably I, I yeah. don't know I'll have to show you next time but it's just very well featured mm. I, it's just like a really nice upgrade I don't so because of the timing of when I was traveling, I ended up buying more stuff for myself than I would normally. But I was always planning to... I, I wanted to do a closet refresh of most of my clothes. Um, and I was like, I'm going to be in Japan. Clothing is cheaper there anyways with styles that I tend to like more. So... Yeah, and the styles are generally more accessible there. Yes. So I bought I like, like $400 worth of clothing. But nice. that's like... That comprises probably, like, that changed over probably about 60% of my 
closet at at this time, which is good. The thing that I surprised myself with during that time was that I uh, I fit a Japanese medium, which mm-hmm. is okay. uh, very weird. I thought I was yes, going to be a large. Actually. The clothing is the like, fact that you have uh, that you have wiggle room in Japanese sizes now. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was, but I, I didn't find a lot of uh, like the UT graphics that I liked. I think I went at the wrong time for Aww. stuff that I actually wanted from designs, but that's okay. I just got a lot of like my regular everyday stuff, which is nice. And uh, video games are so much cheaper there. So I bought a couple video games for myself. Oh, like like secondhand games or no new dude, new. What'd so, you get? Uh, both the new. Oh, I didn't get Super uh, Mario Wonder though. I sh- oh, I didn't I realize that uh, Nintendo games, that Switch games, weren't region locked. Hmm. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, so me the, neither. The Switch, the Switch is not region locked. Uh, hasn't been since day one. Um, so you buy a Japanese Mario game normally here it's going to be 80 bucks in Japan including the power of the yen it's going to be about 53 bucks it's Ooh, like an that's easy save it's an easy it's save for deal. like their especially like Nintendo's first And do the Japanese versions have the uh, different language options? Yep. Automatically. Nice. So like I bought well okay one game was technically used as in like it's old um, it's that like Mario 3D collection that they released in very limited quantity for some reason. Uh, where it has oh, like yes, that Super one. Mario Galaxy, mm-hmm. Super Mario 64, and Super Mario Sunshine all on one game cartridge. It's ex- exceedingly stupid to find in the US. It's pretty much at any uh, secondhand store or video game Wasn't store. That- wasn't that the one that Nintendo only had available for like three months or something? Something like that. Like nobody knows why Nintendo. Nintendo's weird. Everyone's like they're evil. Nintendo's they also, very weird. They're, they're, they 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 don't print money when they could print money. <laughs> and then <laughs> and they when they the, when they when they when yes. they don't need to, it's very strange. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and I also picked up Super Super Mario RPG, which is like. Uh, I mean, it's a remake, but it's a brand new mm-hmm. remake, and that was also like fifty-ish bucks. Like, I'm considering dying to that, experience that game. When was the last time Super Mario RPG was on a console? Was that the Game Boy Advance? No, it I was don't on know the. If it ever came on the Advance? I think it's actually a game that. Or was is... it just Super Nintendo? Yeah, it was on the SNES, right? I think so. Uh, Am I thinking of Super Mario All Star something? Yes, Maybe. you are. You're thinking of Super Mario uh, All-Stars, which has the collection from, like, Lost Levels, regular Super Mario Bros, Super Mario World, Super Mario 3. That's what you're thinking. Maybe. That's, that's the collection, but it doesn't come uh, with uh, Super Mario RPG. I think RPG is the one that's left out. So, yeah, it has been, like, 30 years since that's been available. Mm-hmm. God damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Nintendo good. wonders why people emulate. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> uh, true. Yeah. But yeah. But I'm glad uh, you had good shopping adventures. I always I will say that this is always this always happens in Japan. 
I am not a shopper type of traveler, but Japan does get into my wallet more so than any other place I've ever traveled. Surprise! I mean, surprisingly, yeah. like I, I last time I was there, I expected to buy nothing, and then I stumbled into a used video game shop where they have like the J- uh, Japanese versions of Pokemon, like green, yellow, red, and blue, in mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang okay, it. Okay, take my money. <laughs> my God. It happens. But yeah, it happens. Like, it, the same thing happened for me. I found a figure that I wanted to pre order before going to Japan. Mm-hmm. The problem is the pre order was like $350. Mm-hmm. Because it was a fifth scale, the shipping on it was like another $250. I go to Japan and get it, and it was like, after the uh, the foreigner tax removal, it was $250 for just the figure. Mm-hmm. And then you just carried it home. Yep. And I was like, I went to Japan being like, my wallet is baby. I don't want to buy too many things. And yeah. then you found And the then I buy too many things. I fully went into a lot of stores going, I'm probably not going to buy anything. I'm probably, well, not even that. I'm probably not going to find anything I particularly want to bring home with us because we have limited Mm -hmm. luggage room. So we did that thing where we only brought carry-on with us. So whatever we brought back had to fit in our backpacks. We ended up buying another backpack. Yep. (laughs) I remember that. You guys went to the Radio Ava store and Sean bought himself a big old backpack. Yeah, and that thing is funny because it has this big reflective, like, Ava 01 green strip across it. So Mm. even though it sits in the darkest corner of the basement when you go downstairs, it's like this glowing green eye. I love that. It's so funny. It reminds me every time. I, like, go downstairs, turn the corner. I'm like, ah, right. Yes, the backpack. Yes, we have a backpack there now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Part of me regrets not checking what the price on those backpacks were. Part of me just assumed the prices weren't on them, so I just assumed. It's like, ah, yes, this is a little pop-up store where a simple jacket is $1,200. I clearly cannot afford this backpack. (laughs) I mean, that that depends on your definition of affordable for you, right? Well, it was 160-something, if I remember you guys told me. It turned out to be something closer to 120 or 130. And that's the thing. For a quality backpack, that is very reasonable. It was very nice. Quite frankly, for a mid-quality backpack that's branded, that's still on the reasonable side. And it's it's Ava. It's yeah. Radio Ava merch. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Oh, that reminds me. I went to uh, karaoke while I was in Japan. And the karaoke Ooh. place I went to was uh, uh, Evangelion-themed. Sweet. Oh, my God. That is that's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's uh, it was in uh, not Shinjuku, the other one that Shibuya. I, Shibuya, yeah. It was just nor- it was just <clears throat> just southeast of Shibuya Crossing. I remember. Oh, okay. It was like Shibuya Crossing is all right. I found one of the things that I found was that I I don't know what's because like my interest has shifted, but like I definitely did not want to visit the themed stuff I had visited last time. You like mean like themed pick. cafes or like the Pokemon store was not very interesting to me. The Nintendo oh, okay. stores weren't 
open last time I was there, but I still wasn't that interested. I don't know what it is. Partly the you and I never stuff, went like, to a Pokemon Center. A stuff that I wanted that also mm. probably paid a part. Dio and I never made it to a Pokemon Center, and part of me still regrets not trying to do that. Uh, but when we happened upon a Pokemon store and a Nintendo store in Shibuya Park, mm-hmm. uh, they were so ridiculously busy that it just turned me off even trying to enter the store. That's fair. That's how I felt about a lot of those shops. The only yeah. kind of shop that I'm still okay with going to is like a Ghibli branded one. And we did accidentally find one in like an accidental mall we were in that first time we went. Oh, okay. Yes. So it was it was just happenstance. Like we didn't seek it out. Mm-hmm. But you're Other right, than, the Pokemon stores are ridiculously busy. Yeah, they they're like uh, I've been to most of them as it is. Um but like they're in, they're definitely interesting. I think I've actually just sort of aged out of the content, unfortunately. Like, I still I, I still have like fond memories, but it's like eighty five percent nostalgia at this point, and fifteen percent like, do I care about what's happening right now? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked like I talked about food when uh, Angela asked me what my favorite part was. What was your favorite food when you were there? The tempura, the tempura restaurant we accidentally found. Mm. That was an expensive meal, and it was the most amazing tempura I will ever have. Nice. That is, I remember, because uh, Sean, two weeks after we get back, is like, look what happened. Abroad in Japan made a video about two weeks in Japan and going to this tempura restaurant specifically. Yep. That was really surprising you guys stumbled upon one of the things that you should do if you have only two weeks in japan Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was Uh, a good steal quite frankly dio and i didn't go for any like super crazy high-end food and so while we had some great experiences like the uh the uh conveyor belt sushi that was awesome the bullet train sushi was so good and cheap actually loved the udon that i had there uh the one at the shop in harajuku so there was the curry udon that i had there yeah that was, that was so good, good. Mm-hmm. there was the duck udon that i had in uh an arashiyama basically every single time i had udon i was happy mm. i was so happy so agree i am kind of in that same boat but it, w- it wasn't udon that got me um i like udon but not as much as I like, uh, like a gyudon bowl. Mm. So, oh yeah, something like if you've never had one, but you've been to like, I guess the closest approximation that we have here is Edo Japan, uh, where they give you a big thing of sliced meat, usually with some onion, some uh, yakiniku sauce. Uh, they'll have a little side salad. Uh, if you get like the combo, you get a little side salad, you'll get a miso soup, um, you get some rice, and most of the times you can customize everything for your set. So you can have the rice be more or less. It'll be the same price. They don't care about the rice. <laughs> They're like, you can have an extra large bowl of rice for the same money because it, that's not what costs us, you know, 
the most here. Um, but you can also like double up on the meat or triple up the meat if you want to. You can order side meat. You can you can order onsen egg. You can order raw egg. You can order like all the veg that you that you want. And you can find these at. They're not. Like, you can find gyudon local restaurants, but they're actually more famed in terms of, like, among locals. At, like, there's three major chains. Yoshinoya, Matsuya, yep. and... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. I can't remember the last one. It starts with an S. Um, but they're basically everywhere. Many of them, especially in, like, the downtown areas of yeah. Japan are 24-7. So sometimes yeah, they're almost considered saw, fast food. Yeah. Do you and I saw many a Yoshinoya and I was like, oh, that's that's one of those fast food places. We should try it at some point in time and then mm-hmm. we just never did. Yeah, you same. Get, you can get this time. A set a set combo is eight dollars for the rice, the meats, the the uh, like the soup, everything. You can also if you don't want beef, you can you can't really get chicken, but you can get fish. You can get like a grilled fish um damn they are very inexpensive mm-hmm. they are and super tasty you can pretty find good them quality everywhere yes mm-hmm. like is it a little is it a little bit greasy yes is it still pretty much better than any other type of fast food that you can get like in calgary also 100%. yes 100%. and well, it's just probably the value went, proposition here's the thing i probably went Eight to nine times. Sweet nice. Jesus. You not you did it. Was... You made up for all the times we didn't get to go. Yeah. I, I want to be clear. It's not because I was trying to save money. It's because I loved the it's food. Because that you just much. liked it like, that much. I would boost yeah. I would boost how much food I was getting. At one point I ordered two set combos. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. That was one of my breakfasts. And then at other times I would just like boost how much uh meat I was getting or whatever. But like Number one food thing that I absolutely miss is Yoshinoya and Matsuya. Oh, please, just so please, good. Yoshinoya, open a chain here, please. I was thinking that, like, I was like, you'd do so well, but you wouldn't be able to stay cheap. I no. guess it would no, still be wouldn't. relatively cheap, I think, compared to, to a lot of the fast food chains here Maybe. already. And I will say I like um, Ido a lot here, but it's... N- they're similar, but not the same. Fair. Um, I will point out, I will point out, Angelo and Dio and us, we did do one fancy thing together, and it was the Unagi shop. Yes. Our and first Dio night and in I, Kyoto. So I was still feeling pretty bad at that point in time. The West Jet Ravioli really did it to me. Ugh, so yeah. I wasn't feeling too adventurous, and so I got the Wagyu Gyudon from that place. Mm. And it was good. It was very good. It was very good. I still maintain that wagyu doesn't feel special to me <laughs> I will, okay. because alberta good. beef is so good well here's the thing i have a funny but story about it was that. it was good I have fun, like first of all i don't know if you know this but there are restaurants in japan that serve alberta beef do they yeah oh my god there are many japan amazing there are many restaurants in japan that serve actually alberta i feel beef. like i saw one or two restaurants there advertising angus beef which isn't alberta beef but well angus so we quick have a lot quick, of that here. Uh, aside on that, Angus beef is not specifically special. Angus beef is prized because of its yield, not because of its specific quality. Ah, okay. So an Angus beef cow is a 
just literally a beefier cow. Um, it is <laughs> a big, it's beefier. a big chonker um, that they can make <laughs> lots of good products with. Uh, Alberta beef. There are restaurants in Japan that literally just sell Alberta beef in the way that we have restaurants in Alberta that sell Wagyu, which is funny. Amazing. But a better story I have about that is while I was staying in Tokyo, when I was in Asakusa, uh, I don't know why I said it that way, Asakusa. Uh, so across the, about half a block away on the corner was a 7-Eleven. And usually I'd, I'd go there either at the beginning of the day to grab a quick snack to go or at the end of the night to grab some drinks and uh, other snacks to you know chill with. But sometimes I would just grab food and then just like walk around and like eat it um, while I was walking, which is not something you should technically do, but nobody else is uh, walking around the Japanese streets at two in the morning. So Dio, figured, Nancy, okay. and Sean gave me so much shit for trying to just walk around and eat my what was it? You shouldn't do it. The, the, the fish thing. The fish thing with Taiyaki? the red bean paste inside. Taiyaki. Yeah, you shouldn't right. do that because it's usually crowded. Like, I, I did this at like, it late at night. It was not crowded late at, at all. Late at night, nobody else is around. Other, but in the daytime, you should just hang out, out right outside the convenience store if you're going to eat it. Anyways, so I'm there. I'm buying my stuff. Uh, the clerk's like in limited english like but where are you from and i was like oh we're from canada and he's like oh and without me prompting anything else he says two things i don't like the cold <laughs> <laughs> and yes. he says i like alberta beef <laughs> those nice. are li literally i said nothing other than we like we <laughs> are from canada and those are like the two things that he would he wanted to pinpoint about his knowledge about canada and i was like I'm from Alberta. I eat Alberta <laughs> all yeah. the time. Yeah. But uh, I mean, even from idea. coming out from Ontario, Alberta beef hits different. Mm -mm -mm. I don't know how many times in my life I've had a beef product that wasn't Alberta beef. If it wasn't like maybe some sort of Wagyu kind of thing, but. You know what? I think I'm blessed not to know that information. I'd like to know that like, every almost even the ground beef here is better. Mm. I mean, mm. I, I I can agree with that, and I will stick to. I never this. thought about it that way, but now that you pointed it out, I'm like, mm, I mean, I haven't had ground beef in a whole lot of other places to compare, but. Okay. Exactly. Like, why would I'll you? I believe you. The but. only, the only thing, the only gripe I have about ground beef, and it has nothing to do with Alberta ground beef, has everything to do with Wagyu ground beef. Wagyu brown ground beef doesn't make any difference or sense. Yeah, it's just it seems beef like a bit of a waste. Fat. That's all. Well, it, it seems can like literally a waste, do the exact already... same thing by buying the cheapest ground beef you can yes. get and adding tallow or even just butter to it. Yeah. 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 That's basically Wagyu ground beef is a scam. Mm -hmm. If someone's selling you Would wa Wagyu do. burger or Wagyu meatballs, don't buy it. Punch them in the teeth. <laughs> don't. We, For we legal do not purposes, condone we violence. don't ad advocate violence. <laughs> we don't advocate or condone violence. Just, Just punch don't them in the teeth. do it. <laughs> <laughs> no! 
<laughs> All right. Speaking of food, yeah. uh, we had our annual New Year duck mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was blessed to be able to yeah. sit next to Dio and Angelo for once because usually we all get split up at different tables. Mm-hmm. We but do. it was really nice catching up over some duck and just stuffing our faces. Yeah, and I didn't get oh, to make the Christmas party so this good. year, so I got to me neither. See, just being able to see faces is nice. Yeah. yeah, me and Dio went to the Christmas party, and you guys weren't there, and we were like, "What the fuck?" I was sick. What's and, uh, going on? I was oh, that's sick, right. Plus, you were. I had jet lag, so it was like yeah. triple bad. I worked, so. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. At least you got to make money. Stop that. <laughs> I did not. I did not make money. Uh, that's besides the point, though. Duck was amazing. Uh, as per usual, the duck combos there are... Oh, it was so good. We got two different oh types of God. soup. We got... I think I was the only one at the table who was like, we should get some vegetables, and everyone was like... No, no, yeah. no. I was down with that. It's, I love the veggies there. I will say... Yeah, was that your first time having snow pea leaves? Uh, probably not. Okay. But... It's always good. The totally last good. time I would have had them, I probably didn't know what they were. Mm. Maybe. Because I remember, yeah. like, we got we got the duck combos. We got yep. the duck tacos. We got mm. the hot and sour soup. We got the, the, the tofu soup. We got the nudes. We got the rice. Oh, but then so as, the, as the sides, we had, like, gailan. We had the snow peas. We had the salt and pepper uh, eggplant. Oh, do you yep. guys get uh, There were uh, a couple bao? things. Yeah, we also got silan bao. Dumplings. They forgot about it, so we yeah, literally had those after the bill. They were like the dessert. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were our dessert. It was good. That's a good dessert. Good. Good um, dessert. Uh, it was funny because I like when we were we were like, okay, so we're getting duck, and I'm like, yep. Do we need anything else? Like, oh yeah, we should get other stuff. What should we of get? Of course, vegetables. Like, e- sure, eggplant. Like, oh yeah, eggplant. Eggplant's great. Oh, the uh, eggplant I was is salty. so good. Like, I was salty about that because there were bell peppers in it, so I couldn't eat it. Oh, no. that's I did notice that, that there were a few different things with bell peppers. Mm. Yeah, after traveling with me for that. a week and a bit, Angelo now knows that I can't have bell peppers in anything. Mm. There's It is. Sorry, there's, sorry there's, there's two points. There's two points I was going to make. One of them is like, despite all the, like you, you want to talk about inflation, shrinkflation, blah, blah, blah. A, like the duck meal for a full table that we do, like where we order several courses and everything like that, is still an amazing deal. Like your full- Oh, it was a great deal. It's f- suit, like it's, you're, it's filling, you're, you're, it's delicious. Uh, you get to be surrounded by friends. And- I think for our it table- was like, we, uh, It was 25 per person It was less than $30. It was like $25 a person for our after table tip. of nine people yep. after we had two duck courses- and like a whole bunch of those sides. It was it was twenty five bucks per because per, I did the payment for our table, twenty five bucks yeah, per yeah. person, with tip and like a good yep, tip. With we're tip. Not, with we're tip. Not, we're, we're not like we're not stinging on the tip. We do like twenty. Our table almost tipped a hundred dollars just because we didn't have small denomination bills. That's funny. Yeah, we we made a couple of people take back some fives after enough people had like finished putting all their cash in. Oh yeah. And then it was like, yeah, well, I like like some people were like, yeah, I put in like 40 bucks. I'm like, no, no, the bill was only 25 with tip. They're like, oh, OK, well, I'll take a five back. Yeah. I still want to tip ten dollars on top of what I actually owe. And I was like, you do you. But just so you know, we don't have to put that much in if you don't want to. 
quick so just the and this is aside from the duck dinner this goes back to japan a little bit um i had a discussion with a friend uh who went with me i could just name him because he doesn't care it's rob but we had this discussion Hi, after we got back i went out of my way to buy things like like veggie juice and like fruit juice and stuff because yeah. in japan i don't understand what the principal sources of fiber are in their meals in their everyday no meals. i get you because I, I like i, I don't want to get into this too much because we're kind of near the end of the episode as it is but really quickly it's everything that i had was either like sometimes it was like lettuce and carrots in like their little garden salad thing mm-hmm. but not very much we're talking like you know like a tiny three bites two by of two salad square of of yeah uh, of that dish otherwise it's like seaweed that's very prevalent uh whether it's uh through broth or but i don't think fiber really translates through broth um no and no. and and otherwise seaweed like chopped into into seasoning and and whatnot or like mm. through sushi or whatever mm. right but you're not having sushi every day no no japanese person has sushi every day i don't understand where japanese people get their fiber from <laughs> like sometimes so, they'll get like some tempura but that's not again, sure. not part of every meal no i was like sort of i think you would get a heart attack if you had tempura for every meal yeah even if you got like pump like a lot of pumpkin or like broccoli or whatever but that's not mm -hmm. a lot of fiber i don't know where japanese people get their fiber from but i didn't at the same time you know the bms were okay so i don't know i don't know the magic source of fiber in their diet yeah um i've been told from people uh, who grew up there that the rice you buy in japan is heavily enriched with like lots of things i wouldn't that be surprised would if there's some like sense. fiber enrichment in there as well but yeah i know what you mean um i definitely went out of my way during hot pot when i was extremely just like i need hot pot i need it badly sure. angelo's not feeling good let's go for hot pot i i like grabbed a lot of vegetables at hot pot but that was like one meal Right. But like that was one meal yeah, where just, I specifically just, was like, I am craving lots of vegetables mm. today. Because like pointing out to like viewers who either haven't been or you don't think about it. Like I when you guys were talking about vegetables and wanting vegetables, like we also ordered veg on our end. We ordered gailan and we didn't uh, order uh, stone pea leaves, but that's OK. But the point is like I uh, it's not even just like an age thing. I like vegetables. I always, I always have liked vegetables, but I'm I'm also uh, at an age where like I appreciate fiber and in my diet. <laughs> there's just no like I go back to this statement. There is no real obvious f source of fiber that we consider uh, a major source in everyday Japanese meals. So like no big leafy green. It's not broccoli, it's not spinach. It's not um, like Chinese greens of any kind. Like, yes, can you get them in your meal? Absolutely. But is it a regular part of the meal? Not from what I ordered. And I ordered at a lot of places. And not yeah, because... It, they, that was my experience yeah, as well. I wasn't well. just eating protein either, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was my experience as well. I'd say that tracks. I thought it was weird. Rob also thought it was weird. <laughs> and we came it's very interesting to see our like the differences in uh common meal building mm -hmm. 
and how they differ from from here and Japan. We came to the conclusion that like the Japanese diet is healthier, but we can't tell exactly where and why, and that uh, because they don't have big leafy greens, but they live longer than us. Big leafy greens are killing Americans and Canadians. Obviously, you know what it might actually be. <laughs> Because the Japanese lifestyle includes so much more walking, uh, the act of walking actually does help the BMs. It literally does. It's science. But, need, but I'm just saying you still need a source of fiber in, like, in your diet. It is a dietary yes. requirement. So, again, fiber acid, I'm saying big greens are... Uh, America's big greens are killing us. That's what's happening. Big fiber. Big fiber. I like big eating fibers. the greens. Yep. The greens are I huge. I like the greens. I'm going to die eating my greens. <laughs> and on that note, I think we can end this episode. Before we let you go, just a reminder that coming up next, there's a new season of anime to be reviewed. So we look forward to that, I guess. And uh, I guess I'm back. Welcome back, Jay. Welcome back. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Angela. We missed you. Now get out. Yeah. Go punch get someone back in the to teeth. Work. <laughs>